Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. Welcome back to our big broadcast. It is coast-to-coast. Coast. It is border-to-border. It is tune-in. iTunes, real loyalty. Find us online, jiggyjaguar.us. Also, find us in the app stores or 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. Thanks for joining us today here on our big program. We have got a fantastic new marketing partner we want to tell you about here at Transmedia Worldwide. Before we get to our next guest, who's going to join us here in just a few moments, we want to tell you about NetCurrencyIndex.com. These folks are absolutely amazing. The latest market news and updates are available at Net Currency Index. The Cryptocurrency Index Benchmark. Uh, you can get all the best from all the stages of cryptocurrency markets. You can earn in full automated way from all related blockchain and high-tech industry sectors by the world's first revolutionary and visionary index, the ETF Plus, and the dividend coin in best secured and low-risk way. Get the boost by monthly paid dividends from our cryptocurrency arbitrage trading. Check out netcurrencyindex.com. That's netcurrencyindex.com. They've got all the different information over there. You can register and get more information over there at netcurrencyindex.com. That's N-E-T-C-U-R-R-E-N-C. And tell them, you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get to our next guest here. Well, let's actually get to our next guest. We are going to try to call Don Mazzella. <laughs> we are going to see if I can get um, Don Mazzella in here. Let's see if we can get him in here. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Dr. Nick Delgado. He was our guest a few days ago. No Donnie Mazzella. Okay. Well, we'll do this. We will call IQ Arrazoli the big star. He is the big star of stage and screen. And there he is. Hello, IQ. How are you, sir? Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. I am going to get Mr. Perkins, and we will uh, see what we can make happen here today. See, see, if, see if we can make some broadcast magic, as they say. <laughs> we are uh, going to attempt to connect here with Dan Perkins. Uh, it might be midterm day, so who knows where Dan is. He, he might be in front of the Skype Rooney. Might be uh, on the road somewhere. I don't know. He uh, there's Dan. Good afternoon. Hey, how are you, sir? Well, today we are going to do uh, no guests. It's just going to be Dan and IQ for the hour uh, discussing some different topics. First of all, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this midterm situation. Uh, first of all, Dan, what do you make of all this? Well. That's a that's a really good question. I think it's something that everybody is wondering about. Is America ready to uh, looking at um, at Are we in a um, in a crossroads that we are going to become a socialist nation? Because that's clearly where the the Democratic Party wants to take us, and um, and they've been more blatant about it probably than they've ever been about what they want to do um i i really have some concerns however i do have some hope uh and i let me give you something to think about jim okay for the last month 
the mainstream media, and for that fact, so has Fox and other conservative media, have talked about how close this election is supposed to be. How close in that the the balance of power is in 23. If the Democratic Party can get 23 more seats in the House, they can take control of the House. Yes. I'm sure you've heard that a gazillion times. Yep. But let me th- let me throw you a curveball, Jim. In order for that statement to be true, 100% of all the Democrats in the House have to be reelected. Oh. <laughs> okay. Right? Yes, yes, yeah. you're 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 correct of the Democrats on that. In the House so that if if it's 23 they need to they need to convert 23 Republican seats to Democratic seats and hold their 195. If they if they lose one, then they've got to get 24. If they lose 10, they got to get 34. And there nobody seems to be focusing on the concept that the presumption is that the Democrats are going to take 100 percent of the seats they already have in play. That could be the surprise. IQ, what, what, what do you think about all this? He is the authority. <laughs> no, no, but honestly, it's a matter of logic, pure logic. Look, I'm, as I said, I always say, I'm the outsider looking in. Everything that's happening under Trump is positive. Everything. I mean, the economy, the joblessness, the people on uh, benefits are the lowest. How is it conceivable for any decent American, any thinking American, any rational and patriotic American not to see this and vote for Trump. This I can't figure it out, honestly. One has to be brain dead to go Democrat, literally brain dead. But that's possible. It, it, is, it is possible, IQ, but, but, but I, 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 I guess I'm too old. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 73 years of age, and I grew up my entire life Believing what we heard when Bill Clinton was running for president. It's always about money. It's always about jobs. It's about paychecks. And I heard people today on the radio saying, well, this time it's not about the economy. It's not about whether you've got more money in your pocket. Do you feel good? It's about being communist. And and I, I have to say, I... It wouldn't surprise me if, in fact, the Democrats get their ass whipped tonight, and that they. And I still believe that there's a good likelihood that we'll get between we'll go from 50 senators to probably 56 to 58 Republican senators in the Senate. Um, I'm not saying that I think that there's going to be a red wave. But I think that if there are 23 Republican seats in play, I don't know how many Democratic seats are in play, but there's got to be more than none. Yeah. Um, th- there could be a huge swing here. I mean, I-, I really don't know. But I I thought about th- this afternoon and asking the question of myself, okay, so what happens if the Republicans lose the House? And... Um, there's lots of stuff written all over the web today about what happens if uh, if it's lost. Um, the Democrats have got a, a, a very real pr- real problem. Sometimes you don't want to get what you wish for because <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna have two years, and they're gonna have two years with half the Congress and the president. Now the president is the executive branch. Now we we have heard uh, uh, um, Maxine Waters they're going to impeach forty five. Impeach forty five. Well, if you understand, if I'm correct, that we get something greater than fifty percent of the Senate belonging to the Republicans, the Republicans are in a, in, a, in an impeachment trial. The Republicans are the jury. The House are the prosecutors. Now, again, 
just to take you back a few minutes, I said to you, the assumption is that the Democrats need 23 states in order to get control, and therefore they have to get 100% of the existing Democrat states seats. Okay, Jim? Yes, yes. So, so here's another question. Will 100% of all the Democrats who are elected to Congress today vote f- for impeachment? Well, see that <laughs> you're 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 asking some uh, some some interesting questions there. I IQ uh, as the outsider looking in at all this. What do you make of all this? Yes, they would vote. They're stupid. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not being nasty. Believe me, I'm not being nasty. I have never read so much garbage in all my life coming out from the mouth of uh, Democrats. I have never in all my life seen such stupidity, such vileness, such pettiness, such hatred. Forget it. Any rational human being in America, I said rational, must vote. Be careful there. (laughs) It's definite. Otherwise, I promise you, the republic is finished. And it's not finished for two days. Not finished for four years, it's finished forever. Because they will make sure they destroy everything that Donald Trump has done. Well, so let's see, the, 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 um, if, if I could be so bold as to, as to help my friend who's the outsider, um, when you control one of the houses of the, of the Congress, uh, you have to you have to get the cooperation of the other house, which you don't own, and the president. And so, for example, let's let's suppose let's suppose that um, that we, as I said just a few moments ago, we get a we get a bill of impeachment. But I don't think there's going to be a bill of an impeachment until until uh, Mueller releases his. Uh, his findings. Now, he may release them sooner if the Republicans lose control of the House if he's got something of substance to say. If he doesn't have anything of substance to say, then the, the hole gets deeper for the Democrats because in the past with um, uh, Bill Clinton and Richard Nixon, they had the special prosecutor who provided the impetus for the House Judiciary Committee to uh, authorize a bill of impeachment. Now, um, if they don't have anything from Mueller, they're going to have a hard time. So they're going to they're going to they're talking about having lots of investigating hearings. Again, Jim, I'm thinking outside the box here a little bit. Okay, so we've got the House in control of the under this scenario, the Democrats. The Senate and the President and the administration under the control of the Republicans. So let's say for conversation that the Democrats in the House decide they want to start holding hearings for whatever reason. There's nothing that prevents the Senate, which would be Republican controlled, to start their own hearings. I believed all along that after this midterm election, we're going to see a change in the leadership of the Justice Department. And remember, the House has no vote in cabinet positions. It's only the Senate has the vote. And if the Senate is controlled by the Republicans, they'll get a new attorney general. I think there's going to be a change in the leadership of the Justice Department. And I wouldn't be surprised if you start hearing relatively quickly the Justice Department under the order of the President of the United States who is their boss conducting new investigations into the Hillary Clinton email scandal and to the Clinton Foundation. And so that could create a problem for the Democrats because uh, they they only have one-third of the government. They don't have two-thirds or any of all of the government. So they're really going to be limited to what they can do, and the president can veto stuff, 
And in order to override a presidential veto, you need two-thirds of both houses of the Congress to, to override the veto. Well, if they only control the House, what are they going to do about the Senate? And on top of that, literally two years from today, they're going to be, they're going to be a, uh, the presidential election. And if the Democrats go off the rails in the next 24 months, then they're, going to, they're toast. I'm going to make, for the first time in my life, literally, a prediction. Okay. But this, this time is based on the Bible. Those who bless Trump are blessed. Those who curse Trump are cursed. I believe he's going to have a landslide. I'm putting my head on the chopping block. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We have got uh, IQ Al-Rizzoli, Dan Perkins, with us today. Uh, we are going to uh, take a quick uh, quick break here. Uh, we're going to be uh, playing uh, the uh, the minute, uh, the 60-second minute from Dan Perkins, uh, the veteran's tip of the day, and uh, we will be back with more. Uh, I will call both of these guys back here on Skype here in just a few seconds, and we are going to take a timeout. We'll be back with more. dollarseed.com all of our seeds are only a dollar a pack and we have online resources that teach you all about the rewarding hobby of growing your own plants flowers herbs and vegetables imagine the joy you'll feel when your children actually help you harvest your first garden crop or the pride of knowing you'll never need a florist again visit dollarseed.com and grow a little magic of your own for just a dollar dollarseed.com what could be healthier are you missing teeth? Do you cover your mouth for pictures? You can have the perfect smile you've always dreamed of and a smile that you will be proud of for just a fraction of the cost of expensive dental implants. Find this incredible and affordable dental implant alternative at MyDentalWig.com. Dental implants are very expensive and can cost as much as $12,000 for just three teeth. The Dental Wig is an incredible alternative. They will come to you and you never have to go to a dental office or anything. They will take several impressions, five trips out, and you will have that perfect smile. Learn more at MyDentalWig.com. Dan Perkins here with your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans tip of the day. It's that time of year when we hear a great deal about getting a flu shot. Have you never had a flu shot? This should be the year you get one. Here's your veterans tip of the day. The VA reports that if more vets got a flu shot, 10,000 lives could be spared. As we get older, we have less and less ability to fight the flu. Check with your local pharmacy to get a free flu shot. The life you save may be your own. This has been your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans tip of the day. Jaguar. We are back. We are going to reconnect here with Dan Perkins and IQ Al Rizzoli. And I believe we have both of them. Possibly. Let's see if I can get them in here. Uh, we may have to recall them. Okay. <laughs> I just Oh, Skype is just worthless. Skype is worthless. <laughs> it is a worthless, worthless piece of crap. There's IQ. <laughs> And uh, we had to reconnect on Skype. I'll have to say, you know, Skype is uh, Skype is quite the. Um, ever since they upgraded it, it's 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 become quite the waste of space. But uh, we have got 
IQ Rizzoli with us. Dan Perkins back with us. And, um, and uh, I, I want to get Dan's thoughts here on this situation with Trump and Pompeo. They have uh, dropped some sanctions. And, and they dropped the sanctions anvil on Iran's head. Uh, they didn't use a Game of Thrones meme like their boss, but the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Secretary of Treasury Steve Muchin on Monday detailed the Trump administration's new sanctions on Iran and warned the Islamic Republic to act like a normal country or see its economy crumble. What do you make of this, Dan? Um, that's, a, that's a great question because uh, we are now in the second day of the embargo. Yes. And crude oil prices, West, West Texas intermediate crude prices are down to sixty-one, roughly $61 a barrel. Wow! Can you hear, can you hear me? I've right got here? you. I've got you, my friend. We're listening to you. Okay. Um, so we've got around sixty-one dollars a barrel. Um, the market is is concerned as to whether or not the quote shortage of supply, which was anticipated, because Iran is the third largest exporting nation in the world, uh, and the sanctions would cut their exports by two thirds. Uh, which would cut out roughly 2 million barrels a day out of the supply. Now, um, with that in mind, uh, uh, you're in a situation where uh, this, is, this is still a great thing for us in the United States in, in this sense. Um, we are now, uh, the U.S. Department of Energy reported last week that the United States is now is the largest producer of crude oil in the world at 11.3 million barrels a day. We surpassed Russia and Saudi Arabia. And at $62 a barrel, Jim, we make a lot of money. We make a lot of money. Yes. In the fracking fields. However... Saudi Arabia and Russia and the other OPEC nations lose a lot of money. They lose a ton of money because they need somewhere around 85 to $90 a barrel to break even. And they need this revenue to run their governments because they're so heavily dependent on the sale of crude oil. This is, this is, was, was the, the, uh, the dream of the Saudi prince. What he was trying to do was to diversify the economy and was going to use the proceeds of the IPO of the Saudi oil interest to generate a, a, a fund that would provide capital to attract businesses to come to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia to diversify their, their economy. Khashoggi and it's, I know it's a poor choice of words, but Kosogi basically killed that offering. And I don't know, and I would love to hear what IQ says, whether the Saudi prince can continue or whether he's... And I don't even know how you get rid of a royal prince once he's been designated as the heir apparent to the throne. But it's got a lot of turmoil going on. I think, however, the other piece, and this is another piece that IQ can quote on, talk about, is the uprising that's going on in... Iran, which we see very little reported. I got to go to the BBC to try and get any information because there's nothing in domestic media. But with a, a reduction of two-thirds of the revenue from the sale of oil, it's got to put enormous pressure back on the Iranian government as the people become more and more disenchanted. And uh, we have the, uh, the mullahs come under pressure of possible overthrow by, uh, by the people. Uh, and whether that's an opportunity, as IQ has talked about on many times on this show, about bringing the son of the Shah back to power, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not schooled in that in that particular area. But it's a very troubling situation because nobody can figure out what the hell's going on. I mean, that's not <laughs> yes. untypical for the Middle East. But this this situation. Uh, I think that Mr. Trump believes that as we go through time and they burn out all the reserves that they've put aside, 
to try and support and get the support of the people by providing the services. Once that money's gone, then the question becomes, what happens to the government? And and I personally believe, again, I would love to hear IQ's response. I personally believe that the pressure from the people, the common folk, the the people who are not politically involved but just want to live their lives in, in reasonable certainty, uh, could overthrow the government. And part of the deal to overthrow the government to get help from the United States would be an agreement to disable disable the nuclear program that Iran has going. IQ? You're absolutely right. First of all, Khashoggi's death is irrelevant, literally irrelevant. He was murdered by Muslims who are murdering Muslims, have been murdering Muslims for 1400 years. Khashoggi was part and parcel of Muslim Brotherhood, part and parcel of Osama bin Laden, so all of a sudden he is an important character. The only reason he's an important character is because he wrote articles to the Washington Post, a leftist uh, entity. He is literally irrelevant. I have absolutely, I'm going to say it again, Republicans will take over in the next few hours. Donald Trump has excellent relationship with Salman. We need Saudi Arabia to confront Iran. We need Saudi Arabia because they have good relationships now with Israel. Israel now has an excellent relationship with Qaboos of Oman, Masqat al-Oman. Israel has now literally a lot of good relationship with many Arab countries, irrespective if they have any relationship with her or not. Because all of them hate the Muslim Brotherhood. All of them, by the way, they hate the so-called Palestinians. They never love the Palestinians. This is why they never give citizenship to any Palestinian. And when they gave them citizenship, the Palestinians betrayed, let's say, Iraq. The Palestinians betrayed Kuwait. The Palestinians be betrayed the Yemen. And the Palestinians betrayed Saudi Arabia. And they checked them out. When it comes to Iran, there are already movements by the government of the United States of America. Uh, aligning themselves with the opposition party of Iranians in the United States. But this opposition party is not relevant. That's from my, my take. The most important person is the grandson, or the son of the Shah, Reza Pahlavi. He could be made into a constitutional monarch. He will agree to dismantle the atomic reactors and movement towards uh, gaining atomic power. And the, the people in Iran have been shouting his name three or two or three occasions during football time. They said, rest in peace, Reza Fahlavi, because the father was, uh, who died. So the movement is there. They, they look up to America not for military aid. They need uh, soul-searching soul aid. They need political assistance. They need... Uh, Propaganda, if you want to call it assistance against the mullahs. By the way, every mullah now carries an AK-45. I'm not exaggerating. Every single mullah in Iran carries an AK-45. Why should a religious person who loves peace carry an AK-45 while driving in a car? You mean an AK-47? I, I apologize. AK-47, you're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking I didn't know there was a 45, but... Anyway, that's not important. Not important. Go ahead. Yeah, AK-47. No, the, 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 if the economy continues to go down, downhill, the people will But whether the, the, the guards, the, the mullah defenders will attack them or not is another story. But America will be able to in, really involve itself Politically, the United Nations and other ones, enormous power. They have enormous power. All the threats by the Iranian government are just filibuster uh, and shouting and screaming. By the way, Farah Khan was there. How is he going to come to back to America while shouting death to America? Right, I saw he, that. How, how is that going to happen? I don't know. I don't. I don't get it honestly. The guy is there, like. Uh, that actress who was uh, in Vietnam, 
she supported the Viet Cong, and she is still in America. This guy is a traitor shouting against America, comes back to America, nobody touches him. Amazing. I can't figure it out. What do you think then? So go go deal address the the question IQ that I asked you about the world the crown prince. Yes. What's Sorry, you're asking me. Yes. Yeah, I'm yes. asking you. I'm saying <laughs> the, the, how is is the crown prince damaged goods or will he survive? No, he will survive. Because what has he done? I mean Khashoggi is irrelevant, honestly, in this scheme of things. The death of one Muslim. Half a million uh, Syrians died. Who's going to com complain? By the way, Christians are being murdered on a regular basis in Egypt. Have you heard CNN talk about it? Or any of the news media talk about it? Why Khashoggi is more important? The crowd... He was, was important, IQ. IQ, the reason why he was important... He was one of the mainstream medias. He was a, a reporter for the Washington Post. That's why he's important. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Only because he gave articles to the Washington Post, which is anti-Trump, anti-American leftist. So who cares? No, mm -hmm. the Trump fish will, will, will be all right. It's no problem. America needs him and uh, Israel needs him. So they will support him. But we have a, we have a situation where... Uh, the, at least the, the reports that I have seen is that his his vision for a new Saudi Arabia that he's uh, this, the new city he wanted to build the technology city that he was looking heavily for creative input from Hollywood they basically or at least have said they've walked away from him the big IPO for the sale of um, Saudi oil interest was postponed, delayed, canceled, whatever the right word is. Um, those those particular issues. Uh, again, I'm I'm not the expert that you are, but um, he's the crown prince. He's the crown prince. He's the crown prince, and that's basically what you're saying. He can do damn near about whatever he wants to do, and when when the king dies, he's going to take the throne. And there's. Uh, is there any way that he can be taken out of the position of crown prince other than being murdered? <laughs> no, short of being murdered, no. By the way, something else. His vision of a, a prosperous and westernized Saudi Arabia, it's beautiful vision. It cannot happen, by the way. Under Sharia, he is fighting against Sharia. Yes, that I, that I understand. And, and I... I Sorry, when you are fighting against Sharia, you are fighting against all the mullahs that there are in Islam, especially in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I, I guess the thing that I was looking at, IQ, uh, is that the the logic of the the new city, the new direction, um, in order for him to be able to accomplish that, he needed talent, and he needed Western talent. And I think that he, he realized that he could not attract Western talent to come and live in Saudi Arabia and develop what needs to be done with the restrictions of Sharia, especially as it relates to women. No, but you're absolutely right. This is why I said the tragedy of Islam, that the first and foremost victims of Islam are Muslims. That's it's been going on for 1,400 years. And this is a fact, this is a reality. They are the first and foremost victims of Islam. Islam is a belief system. So I'm not talking about a, a religion. It's a belief system. A belief in Muhammad and in Allah. And Muhammad is superior to Allah anyway. So it's a cult belief system. This is why you have 57 Muslim majority states on earth. Controlling one and a half billion people covering 22% or 23% of the last surface of the earth who are the least productive, least inventive, least creative in human history. And nobody finds out what the common denominator is. The common denominator is Sharia. So, so I, uh, Jim, I, I, I'm going to let a cat out of the bag here. <laughs> okay. 
Um, IQ, I, I approached IQ earlier or late last week about working with me and co-authoring a commentary on why the Muslims will not assimilate not only into American culture but anywhere else in the world. And we're, we're pretty close to having that done, so that could be out within the week or so. But the concern that I have, uh, uh, IQ, is that I, you, if I understand you correctly, you do not believe that, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how I can say this, that the Muslim belief is not a religion. It cannot be a religion. It doesn't have a God. How can it be a religion? They well, why, have a, why isn't Allah the God? But Allah is not a God, for God's sake. Allah is the name of a rock called the black stone, embedded in the corner of the Kaaba. That was the spiritual place of Allah before Muhammad metamorphosed him into the God of the Bible. I have proven it. It's not a matter of negotiations. I know it's difficult to believe, but we must agree on something. But 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 if you if you take just take what you just said a few moments ago, if, if there are 1.6 billion believers in the world, and I'm not trying to, I'm not, please, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You're saying there's 1.6 billion believers in the world who believe in a rock. They have no choice. <laughs> That's just <laughs> insane to me. <laughs> we yeah. got, we got, we got people. We're getting, we got Stonehenge all over again. We got 1.6 billion people <laughs> believing in a, a in rocks and. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have mosques that are built to mosques. We have or to rocks. We've got Medina and the, the holy place is built to celebrate a rock. I mean, is I mean, I, I'm having I, I I I'm having a hard time. Maybe Jim is too. <laughs> I am as well. This is insane. Getting my head around the idea that 1.6 billion billion people. Okay. Whether they know it or not, believe in Iraq. They think it's a religion. The religion is Sharia. The Sharia, bad comparison, but the Sharia is much like the Ten Commandments or the Torah in the Jewish face or whatever. It's a way to live life, way to treat with other people uh, and Muslims and non-Muslims, but um, not a religion. Dan, so it's a simple question, please. Google religion and Google cult and tell me what it says. There is nothing to dispute in this case. A religion is to believe in the commandments of a divine. That's a religion. Whether you call it uh, Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, divine. Okay. Cult is to follow and emulate a human being. What do Muslims do? Every single Muslim is mandated to follow the Sunnah and Sharia of Muhammad. This is cultism. I don't care how you want to slice it. It is cultism. Another item. Google Allah and read who Allah was before Muhammad metamorphosed him into the God of the Bible. Who was Allah? Allah was the name of the supreme God of 360 gods and goddesses in stone in the Kaaba. Who says that? The Arabs say that. It's Arab history. What did Allah have? He had three daughters. Allah, Al-Uzza, Al-Manat. It's in the Quran. It's in the Hadith. You must understand something, please. I will never say something that I cannot back it up to the hilt based on the Quran and Hadith. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not questioning what you're saying. I'm yeah. just having a hard time getting my I head. Okay. I mean, I, I, our my my Christian religion uh, is fundamentally based on the Ten Commandments that the Lord gave to Moses on the mountain, and He brought them down on the tablets to, okay. to establish a law, the way that we were to live and treat with each other. One could say that the, the message from Allah to Muhammad and 
and the writings of Muhammad were Sharia law in in a in a not totally dissimilar way as the Quran uh, and the Sharia law are for the Muslims that the Torahs are for Jews or the Ten Commandments are for Christians. Wait a minute, wait a minute, with all your respect. Show me a single verse in the Torah or a single verse in the New Testament inciting the Christians and the Jews or the followers of Muhammad, uh, of Moses, to murder anybody who is not a Christian or a Jew. I will show you 164 verses in the Quran inciting the Muslims to destroy and murder and rape and pillage and conquer non-Muslims. Show me a single verse in the Quran that in any way, shape or form is equal to or superior to anything Muhammad plagiarized from the Bible. You can't. I have one and a half million dollars. I've had them for 10 years. Nobody has come back to take a dime from me. Why is it anybody calling? Why is it any single Muslim, not a single Muslim in 10 years? Debating me. Why? Should people should ask this simple questions. The reason they can't debate me is because I can destroy them. That's what they will not debate me. The reason they will not challenge me because I can, they will lose uh, the, the challenge. It's not because I'm boasting. The question is simple. Why isn't anybody, and I challenged Care in public, I challenged Isna in public, I challenged Linda Sarsour in public, Kate Allison in public, every one of them, one by one. Why don't they come and challenge me? But I hear. I, 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 I hear what you're saying and I understand and I know you're smarter than me but I'm sure Jim there are listeners who are going to be outraged what I'm about to say but I just that's the only way I can say it Okay. this, this has got to be the best con job in the world <laughs> but Dan it was and is the most remarkable con job Every time in human history, they got, him, they, they got him to worship a rock, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and they've done it for fourteen hundred years. Fourteen hundred years they pulled this con. Yeah. I know you're laughing, but listen to this. <laughs> Just amazed. But Muslims, they pray towards Kaaba. Yes. Big Arabs pray. They pray to a rock. Venerated the black stone. Fakers. I, I have to. Have, I have. To, I'm sorry. I gotta interrupt you because I'm on a roll here. So <laughs> they have to. They Muslims have to get on their prayer rugs and pray towards the rock. That's why the rugs have to serve. Um, yes. yes. Have to go a certain place, oh a certain direction. God. Yes. Yes, and you can laugh from here to eternity, this but they go on you because you are not willing to accept it. They they pray towards Mecca, the, the, towards the Kaaba. The Kaaba is in Mecca. Why is the Kaaba holy? Because embedded in the corner of the Kaaba is the black stone. What is the black stone? It's a meteorite. They will tell you it's a meteorite. It came from heaven. But they say, because pagans thought it came from the gods. Every meteorite in human history has been venerated. It doesn't matter what's in Arabia or anywhere else in the world. Venerated because it came from the gods. So that's what we have, a meteorite. That's what it is. But IQ. I know, I know. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Jim, hold on to your seat, Jim. <laughs> so what you're saying Here we is go. that we've got 1,400 years of Jonestown. Yeah. People drinking the Kool-Aid of yeah. the stone. Yeah. yeah. What? Jonestown was nothing compared. Muhammad destroyed the lives of people, whether they are Muslim or not, destroyed and distorted the lives of 3,000 million people in 1,400 years. What are we discussing? I don't exaggerate. This is not hyperbole. All I ask is for somebody to say, IQ, I'm proving you wrong. The probability of finding such a person is zero. I mean zero probability. I know it sounds outrageous, but as outrageous as it is, it's zero probability. Find the person. Stop yawning. So, Jim, in all your vast media contest, contacts, <laughs> 
do you think we can find a mullah who come in and would would be would be subject themselves to IQ? Uh, to a lesser extent, me. I I definitely will do some checking. I know at one point we had a, uh, and I'm yes, trying to remember who that was, but we had a gentleman come on and debate IQ uh, a couple years ago, and he was from the Topeka, Kansas area. Mm. Uh, what, what 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 did you make of that gentleman at that time? I'm no, sure you I remember that I IQ. Respectful. I was respectful for him. I'll tell you why. He was first of all over 73 years old. Yes. Second of all, he was a gentleman. He was really a gentleman, and he was a black African American. But I was really very very polite towards him. I didn't want to insult him or anything. But you bring somebody next time. I promise you, there will be no mercy. I mean, it's it's just amazing that that you know I this article that that he and I are working on and this this assimilation, um, it is. I have uh, this conference that I go to as often as I can, and I I decided I was I haven't been there for months, and I decided to go there Monday. And it's two hours, and um, it's a community situation. And excuse me, it's been a long day, and I've got four more calls to do. Um, not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> and we're at the meeting, and the person who was the moderator of the meeting, um, he asked this question. He asked. He said. If anybody in the room is a Republican or a Republican leaning, I'd like to hear what you think that the Republican Party stands for for today. And so I looked around the room, and so finally I raised my hand, and I said that the Republican Party today stands for God, country, and the flag, for freedom, smaller government, and the ability for all Americans to succeed. And then he said to the Democrats in the room, what, is, what does the Democratic Party stand for today? They really couldn't come up with an answer. There was nothing, <laughs> there was nothing of substance to counter, well, we believe the same things that Mr. Perkins believes, that we're for God, country, and the flag. No, none of that. None of that. Um, and so I... I was really shocked at the answer because I'm saying these people are going to go out and vote the next day. I mean, today. Um, and and uh, another question he said to the women in the room, all things being equal, would you per- prefer a woman over a man? The first person to answer was a woman who was clearly in her mid to late 80s with a walker and said, I don't care what the sex is. I want the best possible person for the job. She was the only one that said that. All the rest of them said, I would prefer to have a woman. And uh, and then the uh, we were talking about the shooting at the synagogue. And the president of the synagogue was at the meeting, and he, of our synagogue here on Sanibel, uh, which is, takes place in a Lutheran church. Uh, and he said that when he went there on Saturday, there was armed policemen at the door. And he said that he inquired why he was there, and he said that the city manager of Sanibel decided it was a reasonable precaution to provide security for the congregation. And there were people in the room who were of the Jewish faith who were offended that the government, somebody in the government, would make a decision to offer protection for people going to church to worship because of what happened in the Jewish synagogue in Pittsburgh. And and then that, that evolved into a discussion about guns and all that stuff and Donald Trump being re- responsible or not being responsible for the shooting. But what I've concluded is that there are there are a lot of highly educated people in the United States who are idiots, 
that they become. I, I I did a lot of interviews after that shooting in Pittsburgh, and and I they were talking about how that that the 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 quote congregation was angry at the rabbi. Alert from um, updates and, they were upset with the rabbi for accepting uh, the idea that Donald Trump would come to the congregation, offer his condolences, go to the hospital and meet the uh, visit the wounded people and the wounded police officers that were there. And uh, and and the and the rabbi, when he came back, he said that um, that he was shocked at the hate. Automatic he, he, he was shocked at the hate in the emails that he received about the idea that Donald Trump, and he used the word hate. And we found out later that the vast majority of the people who were sending emails to the rabbi were not even members of the congregation and may not even have been Jewish. They were simply protesting. And so I, the reason why I'm, I'm saying that is I'm, I'm not really getting away for, I'm just taking another twist on, on, the, the Muslims and how how people have adopted this philosophy uh, into, as you say in your article, 49 nations around the world. Uh, 57. 57 nations. 57 nations around the world have some, some influence of the Muslim, but, but it if it's not, do we call it the Muslim cult? We don't call it a religion or Muslim faith? I, I, I try never to use the word religion. I said Muslim faith, and only once I think I said religion, only because to be in context, but otherwise I called it cult of Muhammad. I never call it a religion, because it is not a religion. And I dare, I dare any human being listening to prove me wrong. Anyone. Can't be done. Allah is not God, end of conversation. You see, it's a pyramid. Islam is an inverted pyramid. An inverted pyramid means the tip of the Islamic faith, the crux of the Islamic faith that Allah is the same as the God of Moses, Jesus and Abraham. The minute you destroy this one, the pyramid collapses. I've done that. Well, but I, I don't understand how, If did I hear you say correctly that they, they believe that Allah was the was the God of Moses and Jesus. Of course, read the Quran for God's sake. <laughs> I have read. It. I read, you know it's, it's in a foreign language. I, I mean, it's in chapter two, in chapter two, Surah Al-Baqarah. It tells you uh, Abraham was a Muslim. Abraham was a Muslim. Right. Isaac was a Muslim. How are they Muslims for God's sake? They were before Muhammad, but they are Muslims. Jesus was a Muslim. How was he a Muslim? He was before Muhammad. Nobody asked the question. No, I, I, that, I, that I know. I, I, I have written about that. Is is the time sequence is screwed up? If 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 the if the Muslim whatever was established in 640 or 670 somewhere in there, um, that's 600 almost 700 years after Christ left Correct. the earth. Correct. So th there's no way that that you know yeah. Allah could have been around well. If it was a, a Dan, Dan, the tragedy is people don't use logic. The reason Muhammad said that Abraham was a Muslim and Jesus was a Muslim and Adam was a Muslim because in Islam the word is Muslim means somebody who submits. Submits to what? To the will of one God. Did Abraham believe in one God? Yes, so he was a Muslim. He doesn't have to believe in Muhammad. This is what millions of people, hundreds of millions of people miss. To be a Muslim, you believe only in one and only God. That is a Muslim. But you can have a Muslim, Muhammadan Muslim, a Jesus Muslim, and a Moses Muslim. What so are, you, are, are you saying that myself as being a Catholic, a Roman so, Catholic, I'm you, a Muslim. Yeah, but do you believe in one God? Yeah. End of conversation. You are a Catholic Muslim. Wonderful. A Catholic no, Muslim. No, 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 no
The Muslims don't know you are a Muslim. The Muslims think you are a Kafir. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm a Catholic Muslim, then I'm part of that Muslim thing. No, 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 you're not. That Muslim part is believers in Muhammad. You don't believe in Muhammad. So a Muslim, so a Muslim Muslim believes in Muhammad. No, a, a Christian, Muslim, Christian Muslim can believe Muslim, in Jesus, but it's not a Muslim. Who believes in one God? Please, very simple, not complicated. Any human being, any creature in the universe who believes in one God is automatically a Muslim. But he can be a Muslim of the Christian faith, a Muslim of the Jewish faith, of a Muslim who believe in Muhammad. That's it. Not a big deal. It's not complicated. But for 1400 years, nobody mentioned this ever in 1400 years. But it's a fact. What does the word Muslim mean in the Arabic language? Muslim, Islam means submission. What submission to what? To a single God. End of conversation. That's why Adam was a Muslim. Because Adam believed in one God. That's why Abraham was a Muslim. Moses was a Muslim. Jesus was a Muslim. They were all Muslims because they believed in one God. Not because of the God of Muhammad, but in one God. I don't, I don't know if this has percolated or not. So the uh, the um, the Muslim the believe in Allah or Allah, depending on your persuasion. There, what kind of Muslims? There are Muslim Muslim. There are Muhammadan Muslims. The Muhammadan Muslims. Yeah, Muhammadan. As opposed to Christian Muslims. They're Muhammadan Muslim. They follow Muhammad. Okay, and the followers of Jesus follow our our yes our our the uh, word Jesuits. Really, the word the following Jesus are Jesuits or Christians. Uh, it's easier to have Christians than Jesuits because Jesuits got a different connotation. So, okay, so we just got five minutes. Um, yes. So go. Take me to to Europe now, and and with with discussions going on about uh, sending some of the Muslims back. Um, uh, that uh, more and more countries are thinking about putting up walls or mortars. Um, has that wave peaked? Especially with Merkel not going to be around much longer. The influence peaked, or is it is it continuing to grow as far as the Muslims? No. It's definitely stopping. Look, Italy is refusing to take any so-called refugees coming by sea. Who is taking them? Spain. Good luck to Spain. They want to commit suicide. That's their job. But Italy is refusing it. Uh, most of the European countries now, especially in the Western countries, they have a rising tide of rightist movements. Yes. They call them Nazis. The left is always like the Democrats, they call the Republicans Nazis. They call them fascists, but in fact the ones who are fascists are the leftists. The Democratic Party is fascist. So that's what they are, they demonize, dehumanize their opponent. But the AFD, for example, the alternative for Germany, in Bavaria, got 12% of the votes the first time they went in. First time, never heard it, never happened before in history. The move to nationalism or patriotism is now growing in Europe and is growing only because of the Islamic invasion. You're going to have whatever, 10,000, 20,000, 14,000, crap thousand, I don't care. They're coming to the borders of America. What is the American government going to do? I know if anybody wanted to go and break into the China, let's say, they will kill them all. They will, they, they will not take them and house them and put them in tents and process them. Forget it. That doesn't exist. They will give them warning. They cross the border, they're dead. Same thing if they go to Russia. The same thing they go to India. The same thing if they go to Vietnam. Why is America different? I want to understand. Why should America allow these people to come in? There are 350 million people who want to come to America. That's a small estimate, by the way. The whole of Africa wants to come to America. The whole of Latin America wants to come to America. What is that? It's a whorehouse. I don't get it. You've got, you have borders. 
people who cross the border illegally, you don't give them asylum, you shoot them dead. Especially when you had already warned them. I don't know. Maybe you did, America is in a different universe. My universe says, I have a home, I have a door, I lock the door, I lock the windows for the reason. Somebody breaks into my door, they're dead. As as we wrap up here uh, with everyone, I want to start with Dan. Uh, bring us up to speed on everything you've got going on, my friend. Well, the, we did our uh, fourth honor flight last week. Um, actually, after the show last week, uh, seventy-five veterans from uh, World War II, a smaller number, but also from Korea and and early in the Vietnam conflict. And it was just a wonderful turnout of people singing and celebrating and applauding and shaking hands and uh, we gave away a bunch of our mp3 players to the veterans and just had a great time just thanking people for their service um and um the lincoln book is coming uh i was hoping to get it finished this year but i've been writing way too many commentaries um i'm i'm on a couple of new spots jim so i'm stealing more and more of the air in the uh internet in writing commentary but um uh it's just um just amazing and um uh the 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 financial support for people helping us with songs and stories is is really good and um we're we're moving into as i mentioned once before moving into hospice care lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.